Hey Jess, how does the guitar part go? It kind of sounds like doom doom Oh, like this? Take my pod, take my cast. Take me where the shows don't last. I don't care, I still see episodes I pay to stream. No more din, no more moth, no more take that helmet off. Now that Mando's off Disney, you can watch Firefly with me. Hello, 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 and welcome to episode six of the Sudden But Inevitable Rewatch. I am your captain as always. My name is Jesse. I'm very excited to be joined this week as always by our resident companion, Ricky D from Best Flicks with Ricky D. Ricky D from Best Flicks with Ricky D. How are you doing this week? I'm doing great. I'm very excited to be here. It's a I thought this week's episode was extremely funny, so I'm excited to start talking about it. <laughs> I honestly couldn't wait either. I was, it, it's turned into a pattern on show days. I just take half a day off of work because I can't focus on anything. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go home. I'm going to get the show ready. I'm just, I'm, I'm so excited. Um, before we introduce our last two people, I'm going to say hello to Shepherd Susie and hello to Kaylee Callie, who is two of our best followers in the world. We love you guys. But with that out of the way, let's go ahead and bring in our last two folks. It is the head of the Twist My Arm Network and his co-life host, Josh and Kylie. Josh and Kylie, how are you guys doing this week? So good. Very so, excited. Yes. So good. So good. I'm so glad <laughs> to hear that. I, I'm glad to hear it every week. And I'm always like, how was your week? And I feel like you guys do me a great service by going, it was good. Let's move along because you know... <laughs> You am. don't. And you, know, you don't want to talk about all the hard things that happened. <laughs> it's yeah. just. I mean, if you guys, you know what? If you guys had a hard week, let's talk about it. Josh and Kylie, did you guys have a hard week this no, week? No, that's very sweet of you. I was just kidding. It was actually a very nice week. It was. Did I have oh, a hard good. week? I don't know. No, no, it's, it was a good I week don't for care, Josh, Josh as well. Okay. Yeah. Kylie said it was fine. Yeah. You're right. You're right. <laughs> okay. Kylie said it was fine, so it was, was fine. Good, yeah. Obviously, I don't. <laughs> I'm not here to talk. <laughs> If look, if you if Kylie had a bad week, I think you would know about that and probably would also have not had a good week. Just a guess. Uh, happy guess. wife, happy life. Yeah. Yeah, you're probably yes, right. Yes. <coughs> or the slightly more progressive happy spouse, happy house. <laughs> so <laughs> I like that. I like that. Oh. Yes. I do too. I don't actually remember where it came from or who I heard it from first, but big ups to that person because it's very cool. Hey, um, it works, so man. You guys know that normally we would say, let's go ahead and fix our mistakes from last week. We made some Goran mistakes, but uh, I don't think we made any like real, just big stinker mistakes last week. Um, there are a couple things that I would like to clarify, just, you know, just so that we can say that we did it. Not because I feel like we have to i just <laughs> like i said before i like to be responsible of course so do you guys remember a show called two guys a girl and a pizza place yes i remember so, rumors uh, yeah, of it yeah i feel like it, and if yeah. you 
Same. Yeah, if you remember nothing about it, you remember that it existed and that's what it was called. Right. Right? Yeah. Uh, so, and Ryan Reynolds is popping up in my head a little bit. Yes, Ryan Reynolds was one of the main characters. He was one of the guys. Um, Nathan Fillion was actually also in this show. And he did not play one of the guys, but his character married the girl who was played by Trailer Howard. And Marina Bakarin actually played the pizza place in that series. So I just thought that was really cool. Wait, um, you know, all and the... the confusion. Yeah, hold on. <laughs> what? <laughs> you can't just like drop that and move on. I was I was gonna see how long it took you. Yeah, guys. he that knows was what a, he's doing. A trying. little bit too long for for comfort there. Uh, so everything up to that was true, uh, uh, honestly. Okay. So Ryan Reynolds and Nathan Fillion were both in the show. Okay. okay. Um, you got kind of cool that you got me good. <laughs> kind of cool that Marina Bakarin does have the connection though, right? She was in that show, or sorry, rather, Nathan Fillion was in that show. Nathan Fillion was in Firefly with Marina Bakarin, and then Marina Bakarin was in Deadpool with Ryan Reynolds. Mm -hmm. It's a full circle. Mm. It's a it's a big happy Hollywood money circle. Yep. So I just thought that was cool. Deadpool's um, wife. The wife of Deadpool. Now, wife. this next one is. This is the kind of correction that I love um, because it has such passion in it. This is the best correction we've ever received. And then again, it's not really a correction. It's more of a clarification. But uh, this is from Gwen Marie Y on Twitter. I think that's how you say that handle. Gwen, if that's not how you say your handle, I'm very sorry. <laughs> but she says, I'm a bit behind in listening. I'm only on episode two. But I had to stop and rein in my frustration. At the explanatory comment, Murder on the Orient Express is based on a book. <laughs> to me, this is like announcing Romeo plus Juliet, the movie with DiCaprio, right? Is based on a play. Hashtag Agatha Christie. <laughs> so. Listen, I'm sorry. I'm sorry about that. No, 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 no. No, no. Josh, this isn't, this isn't on you. This is on me. So. Lest we be considered even more ignorant than we actually are, and that I fully admitted to being at the very start of this podcast, Murder on the Orient Express is a work of detective fiction by English writer Agatha Christie, featuring Belgian detective Hercule Poirot. It was first published in the United Kingdom by the Collins Crime Club on 1st of January, 1934. In the United States, it was published on the 28th of February, 1934, under the title of Murder on the Calais Coach by Dodd, Mead, and Company. The UK edition retailed at seven shillings and six pence, and the US edition at two dollars. Hercule Poirot is a fictional Belgian detective created by British writer Agatha Christie. Poirot is one of Christie's most famous and long-running characters, appearing in 33 novels, two plays, Black Coffee and Alibi, and more than 50 short stories published between 1920 and 1975. So yes, to say that Murder on the Orient Express is based on a book may be a bit reductive. So thank you for the clarification, Gwen. <laughs> I appreciate it. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. That was, I like that. I always <laughs> like when uh, people, like, you know, give us I, clarifications I, I loved and it. give us mistakes it was, and whatever. It was, it was one of those things, you know, because when I went on the dive to do this, I learned a little bit about English literature and fictional Belgian detectives. So there you go. I, I actually did actually I had a fun <laughs> time doing that. So, <laughs> so thank you for that. Um, that's all I had for corrections. Did you guys have anything from last week? Nothing stuck out to yeah, me. Nothing there. All right. Well, um, let's say good morning, Callie D. I know that it's, what, 
4.45 in the morning yeah, where you are. So I was wondering, uh, Jesse, do you know? Deeply appreciate that. Do you know where she lives? Where's Where's Kelly D from? I believe I believe Kelly D is in Germany. Mm. I know that she's in Europe. I believe she's in Germany. Um, that's cool. And that's backed up by some of the stats that I've seen on the SBI page. There's like, I think 1.8% of our listeners are in Germany. And I know that that's Kelly D, her sister, Kayliz, and her brother, who she bullied into <laughs> listening, and also possibly her mother. So thank you very much, Callie. We love you beyond words. And we can't, yeah, I got it right. It was right. Germany. Yep. Yep. Cool. Is it um, one of those things where she just yeah, like so shoves the ear pods in people's ears and she's like, you must listen to this? I really hope so. <laughs> I really hope that that's how it You know, goes. we watched this movie uh, One Bedroom last night and it was crazy. Oh and it was kind of like that where they just force you to do things. So I, I could see... I could see that. I could see that. You know, nailing can, your hands to the wall it. and we hard work pushing. <laughs> Do you still have on the on the notes to talk to Jesse about what else we watched this week? Oh yes, yes, we did. Uh, we watched Midsummer. Yes, we talked about Midsummer. I believe. Remember? Oh, remember? Yeah. Uh, Excellent. So we watched yeah. it. You guys, that's a wonderful callback to last week's episode. Yeah. yeah. We were we were talking about how when Jane is running through this like creepy hallway full of laundry and wood for some reason, it felt like the trailer for the movie Midsummer, which none of us had seen. So thank you guys for doing that. That's it was, an excellent, excellent it was way crazy. to tie things together. Much worse than Jane I've heard, just running through I, some clothes. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've heard about that. I've heard good things, so let's talk about it, but let's not spoil and... No, no, no right. absolutely not. Let's... Talk about, not talk about it right now. It's okay. <laughs> it's all okay. Um... Before we jump all the way in, um, I have one last thing to to just bring up from our wonderful, wonderful followers on social media. Um, so one of the biggest things that you can do if you have a friend that's in a that you know has a podcast or is guesting on a podcast or something like that, or if there's a podcast you just really like, it doesn't have to be somebody you know. One of the coolest, most helpful, important like badass things you can do for those people is to go if you listen on apple podcasts is to go and leave a five-star rating and review Mm -hmm. that helps a lot of other people find the show organically and um i have an example of a five-star rating and review that we got uh from shepherd rosie from itunes and it just it really touched me and i think it speaks to i i hope what a lot of people really like about our show i don't want to be presumptuous and say like this is it but i i feel like this is what what i've been communicated to a lot by people that listen um so without further ado shepherd rosie says five stars most fun podcast in the verse to firefly fan to firefly fans introducing to star wars fans to the show for the first time each podcast episode covers one firefly episode i watched the show and it premiered on fox friday night at 8 p.m back in the day I lived through the out-of-order airing of the episodes and the cancellation. I survived the pain, and I lived through the joy of the DVD release and watched Serenity the movie in theaters many, many times. This podcast is a time machine for me to relive as as we re-watch. I smile so much throughout the episode, my cheeks hurt and my heart is full. I know exactly what you're talking about, Rosie. Thank you, Jesse and Ricky, for introducing Josh and Kylie to Firefly and the crew. Thank you, Shepard Rosie, for leaving that. That That's... Like, if we had paid you for that, it would not have come out better. Like, that that is beautiful. (laughs) There is something that uh, I would also like to If we could pay you, we would. It sounds like we paid her, so. I do want to (laughs) just clarify. Kylie has seen Star Wars because of me, 
But I wouldn't <laughs> say that she's the biggest Star Wars fan. Uh, that is true. She is a fan of cinema and a fan of Would you say television. nerd stuff? Yeah. Mm. Right. Would you I say that yeah. Star Wars is your biggest access point to sci-fi and space opera, though? <laughs> <laughs> Considering um, who she lives with. Either Star Wars or Marvel, I would say. Okay, you know, I, I'm going to go mm. ahead and say, if we we're talking about the same realm of, of Firefly kind of stuff, Cowboy Bebop would have been my very first. Um, Thank you, Kylie. And then, But then other than that, I guess, you know, I, I was kind of introduced to Star Wars, but I really liked uh, <laughs> Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> And I actually, and Josh okay. knows this, Josh kind of, he'll probably pinch me for this, but uh, um, I actually do prefer Star Trek. So. Oh my God. <laughs> okay, you guys, let's all have a moment. You see why I like her so <laughs> let's much? Let's all have a moment. She, she gives me the, you know, it's... But I do like Star Wars too. I, it's a good I, thing. I entertain. <laughs> it's a good thing I had finished my drink when you said I that. I know, it was oh. perfect. It was so perfect to see oh the, the emblem there. It was, it was great. Okay, no, so, we watched Next um, Generation a lot when we first got wow. together. That was one of the things that we watched a lot. Was uh, that's that's TNT, beautiful. So. I can't say that I'm on the same level as, as you, Jesse, <laughs> but just just on the more what I'm interested in is Star Trekky. <laughs> so, anywho, Kylie, that's all that matters. Levels are made up distinctions that exist only for the most like <laughs> surface level arguments they don't they're not jesse real. just realized that you're more of an intellectual <laughs> so he's like you know, oh, for come the, on i knew that for the next season he's <laughs> gonna be gone and kylie's gonna be here <laughs> yeah it's just gonna be our show and we'll talk about every episode of star trek um just a couple points here okay um first of all you mentioned cowboy bebop mm. i have a high level of interest in cowboy bebop insofar as josh and ricky i know have never seen it well have probably never experienced it properly. And I know Ricky's actually, his feet aren't really that wet with anime in general. Mm -hmm. So, hmm, question marks abound. Also, Battlestar Galactica, heard nothing but positivity about it. I've actually never seen it. But oh, it's fine. that is also, I think that's on, um, oh wait, no, is that Babylon 5 that I'm thinking of, Ricky, that's on HBO Max now? Uh, I don't think I've seen Battlestar Galactica on there. Yeah, one of so. those, one of those two series um, is newly available on HBO Max, and I put it on the list because actually I've never seen either of those, Battlestar or Babylon Five. So, so it um, is on Vudu, Apple TV, Amazon Prime Video, and iTunes. Which one are we talking about? Oh, uh, sorry, Battlestar Galactica. Okay, we don't have any. Battlestar on Amazon. Amazon. Cool. Oh, so, sweet. Just uh, there's another thing that I've never seen that you know question marks abound as it were so i feel a poll like coming point on those things out <laughs> i just like to point these things out okay um so kylie would you be offended if i just called you number one for the rest of the show <laughs> like is that that's fine with me that's good hey man that's cool okay cool um Ricky, this is not a demotion, just so that you're clear. I don't want you to feel like you've been replaced. Cause, He's still the number can't. one companion. Right, yeah. A hundred, yes, thank you. Okay, cool. I'm glad we've got <laughs> that worked good. out. You guys, this means a lot to me. Susie Edmonds also mentioned Farscape. Never seen that. There's a lot of stuff here, you guys. There's a poll coming. Josh was right. So, if you guys don't have any other further like delays 
because you've all been talking so much this whole time, <laughs> I think we should just get into hey, this episode. Hey, this what is the episode where we get think? to know us, you know? <laughs> the episode where you really get the backstory no, of the characters of the show. <laughs> yes. Right. And I love it. It fits so Josh, you're such a good podcaster. You should you should have a podcast. <laughs> I might. You're good at this, man. I might. You might even have a um, whole network. That. And I was actually awesome. I was actually gonna just mention I'm definitely gonna be talking about our experience with Midsummer on the movement podcast coming live at you next Thursday. Oh, do I get to be on that one? You can definitely Ooh. come be on that one for sure. That is intriguing. That yeah. makes me very intrigued. Yeah, um, we also just released our newest episode of Twist My Arm featuring Ricky. Ricky and I actually did an interview um, with Caitlin. A, she owns, her and her brother own this place up in Fort Collins called Shatter. It's a rage room, and it's a very interesting conversation. So I implore you to check that out at Twist My Arm Podcast. Just search Twist My Arm, and it'll be the first one up there. So it was a, it was a good time. And Josh, Josh and I have been friends with Caitlin since we were both children, <laughs> And we didn't know it until recently yeah. that we both knew her separately. Yeah, I'm still almost positive I met you at like uh, one of her parties when we were in like eighth grade, and like not even yeah. kidding. <laughs> Very. Did you possible. get like spiked Kool Aid and stuff? <laughs> I was I was too much of a straight edge kid in eighth grade. I was Aww. like, no, booze is bad. <laughs> I was very straight edge. Yeah. Maybe yeah, if anybody wants uh, like detailed stories about Josh in eighth grade, we got that. So, oh my goodness! <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Since I'm a bit of a hypocrite, last bit of ships business before we go. Uh, next week, we're very proud to announce that we will have a guest with us again. Oh. Um, if you've listened to this show before, you've heard me mention the Green Shirt podcast, which, appropriately enough, is where a Star Trek Next Generation newbie goes through the series episode by episode with his seasoned friends, and they discuss much like we do here. Interesting. The very same, <laughs> yes, the very same TNG newbie, Cameron, will be joining us, weather permitting, next week. And that is going to be a personal treat for me, obviously. And sounds like it's going to be pretty cool for Kylie, too. So um, make sure to tune in next week as Cameron joins us to discuss Janestown. But this week, we're discussing season one, sorry, episode six of Firefly, our Mrs. Reynolds, originally aired Friday, October 4th, 2002. After completing a job for a small settlement during the ensuing celebration, Mal learns that he inadvertently married a young girl called Saffron, part of the payment. Although Mal insists that they are not married, Saffron is determined to fulfill a subservient wife's role. Saffron is not what she appears to be, however. She later knocks Mal out, locks the ship into a course for murderous ship scrappers, and flees in a shuttle. The crew barely escapes. Now, I'm going to editorialize right here a little bit. This synopsis from Wikipedia, kind of not great. Like, that's ultra basic, but <laughs> at least it covers all the main plot points. So I guess we'll just jump in. Um, the first first thing that I had, um, you, you get this cold open, right, where Mal and Jane are pretending to be a married couple in a covered wagon, <laughs> and they're moving homesteads when really they're trying to lure in these bandits or whatever it is. Um, the bandits stop them. They figure out that Mal is a dude. And even after that, they go one or two more lines with like the married couple ruse. So my question there is, is that purely so that Mal and Jane can have fun with it? Or like, does it add to the confusion of the people getting ready to shoot them? Like, is it strategic and fun or just one or the other? <laughs> I think they just had such good lines that they had to get them out. <laughs> That makes sense. Well, I think that they, oh, man, personally, 
I would love to do that. To be like, yeah, we're gonna take <laughs> this, and and we're gonna get attacked. But you're gonna pretend to be my wife, and it's gonna be so funny when you take the bonnet off and you shoot them in the face because they're going to think that you're some dainty little woman and you're not because you're Mal Reynolds. <laughs> like I, I feel like that's something that I would want to do. That That's a fun surprise, you know? Why? I loved it. And this is the... Go ahead. Why on IMDb does it say this is season one, episode three? Well, if you remember back to Sudden But Inevitable, episode one, our good friend Ricky D explained none of these episodes were aired in, well, most of these episodes were not aired in the correct order. I fully remember nor that. Nor were they aired in any sort of, like, way that makes sense at all. And I fully remember that. So, I just wanted to hear you yeah. say it again, because that is absurd. Yeah. This being is. episode three, like, what, like, reading it and doing all my stuff today, I was like, what? Yeah, that's crazy. Then I went back and I was yep. like, oh my goodness, how terrible. Again, like, yeah. there's no way to understand that relationship between Saffron and uh, Morena Baccarin's character, and when they caught up together, you wouldn't understand that if this was the third episode, but as the yeah. sixth episode, it was revelationary. Yeah. Well, yeah, I... and why get married in the third episode? Yeah, I don't know. It's all, all of it is pretty bizarre. That's, that's very like. Well, it wasn't from, intentional, from zero Josh. Zero to a hundred <laughs> right away. <laughs> like, I mean, they, the first episode most people saw was them robbing a train. So, I mean, it's. It, is it more extreme than that? <laughs> eh. I just furthered eh. my point to apologize to all of the brown coats <laughs> out there that suffered through this. I mean, I, we yeah. are having such a good time watching this show. Because it's an order. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Um, this is the second episode in a row where Zoe say? fires the first shot. Oh, oh, were you going to say something? I w- okay, so first of all, I did notice that, what you just said, Jesse. But I was going to say, remember when we first started the show, I had mentioned that I had tried to start this before, and I just could not mm. get into it. I was so lost, so lost. Usually, yep. you know at least who the characters are finished the first episode and i was like who what happened and now i know why it makes all the sense in the world <laughs> it, it wasn't my fault it, was, yeah, <laughs> it wasn't me <laughs> yes, that's that's yeah it wasn't your fault it wasn't my fault so we <laughs> so we get the the second instance of zoe firing first um feels like it makes slightly more sense in this episode like she she wasn't in the wrong in the last episode but at least in this episode it's like you guys had set the ambush so it makes sense that you would fire first i i liked that um and then just the smash cut to dancing village right like very uh quest completed murder dancing (laughs) here's the next thing do did any of you get the feeling that these might be like just a nicer version of the same people from the last episode that kidnapped definitely Simon and River. Like these are the people that evolved like one and a half steps beyond. <clears throat> she must be a witch, and she spins falsehoods. Let's kill her. <laughs> They're like it's like hey, they were the friendly Amish version instead of the angry hillbilly version. Exactly of the same people. Right. Yeah. I I had I got pagan vibes. Pagan vibes from that. Yes. But I also feel like yes. the episode made you kind of think that that planet was very rude to women through most of the, like, 
And that's hard to say well, because maybe they were. I don't. I don't think they were. I think that maybe girl was just homegirl is just really good at pretending. Well, but yeah. here, but here's the thing, though. It's it's not. Uh, I, yes, right. Like it's rude. It's it's un- inconscionable. It's it's against all their human rights. This, that, and the other thing. But it's presented as that's the culture there, so that it's not like, you know, she had it particularly more difficult than any other woman on that planet. They just all kind of had it mid-level or like high mid-level rough, right? Um, If her story is to be believed. Right, right? and I think that's the whole point is that they she wanted to make some sob story to make you feel bad for her and then actually... Maybe that's not how that planet really runs their things, you know? Maybe they don't really don't just know. trick you into marrying someone and then... I don't, I don't think that yeah, was... Yeah, I had that as a question at the end of, like, wait, so is the old guy in on it? Or, like, he is not really her father? Or, like, he's also a a criminal? Like, I'm not 100% on that still. Yeah, there was never uh, a wrong anybody or anything, so... Yeah, if anybody watching or listening knows if that was specifically touched on please let me know because i feel i still feel lost about that Mm -hmm. um how absolutely beautifully tragic that mal would say you can't open the book of my life and jump in the middle considering the pilot episode was replaced and the series was canceled the line just hurts like ugh, how terribly painfully appropriate for him to just say that well, like, knowing what we know now, it's definitely right. very much more right. painful. Exactly. It's 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 a thing that has added weight now. It wouldn't have going in. Like even going in, it was just like even even, you know, going in, it's it almost feels like the writers taking a shot at the network, saying like, Yeah, you don't know these characters, just just trust us for like fifteen more minutes. <laughs> like yeah. just sit through this episode, please. <laughs> like it just it felt that way. And it it sucked that it that you know it ended up how it did, but I just we I just know we're on Fox. We'll distract you with some with a pretty woman, <laughs> like just let us do this, please. Yeah, a hundred percent. Um, so I like that they showed Book seeing the ceremony. Like he didn't really understand it, but they showed that he saw it and was like, oh, okay, he got a flower crown and he's dancing. All right, whatever. Also, really love. That book is over there, you know, doing blessings on the criminals they all just killed. He's like, these people deserve their last rights anyway. Like, even though there's a party going on, I'm going to go over here and do the dignified thing. I love that little detail. Do you think that's why he let it happen? Because you know that mofo knew what, what Mal was doing, and he just let it go on. I don't think he did because he he had to go look it up, right? He goes and he verifies it later in his book. So I, think, yeah, it's I like, guess maybe maybe he had a suspicion. Like yeah, he, he probably recognized it as yeah. a ritual of sorts, yeah. and then that's true. And he wasn't maybe he, yeah. He and he was, but he didn't question it. He didn't go up to Mal and be like, "Hey, man, maybe you should take that hat off." Because <laughs> well, so this is actually. I'm really glad you bring that up because think about it from a character standpoint. Like what happens if you go tell the captain who just had a successful job and got paid and drunk and is having a good time that he needs to stop? Like Yeah. That's that's not gonna go over well with Mal. Right. Yeah, you're right. I this is uh this brings up my first is Jane dumb moment. And I actually Thank you. I actually changed it to is Jane dumb part one, dumber drunk. The rain stick moment. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. He is very excited. 
I've got it labeled as Drunk Jane Gets a Rain Stick. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I wrote, uh, Jane is the I love you drunk. Like, yes. he gets yeah. really, really drunk. Yes. And then he's like, me and you, we're brothers, man. We, we don't friends. have the same parents, but we're brothers, I man. I love you, man. Have you and heard I've the way this stick you, sounds? Man. Yeah. Like, he was so stoked about it. <laughs> yeah. And then later on, he goes, you got a wife? All I got was a stupid rain stick. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> it goes from being stick. like this, yeah, this thing he loves unendingly. Yeah. Um, I like that. So when when Saffron says, Susie says her I'm daughter your wife, had to get a rain stick. Oh, very good. I had a lot of rain <laughs> sticks growing up. My and grandmother was very big into rain sticks. Those things are cool. Um, they are cool. They're very cool. They're uh, very relaxing and calming. Yes. Um, I like that. So when she says, "I'm your wife," instead of saying "what," he just blinks, <laughs> yeah. and then cuts away like, <laughs> like like one of those oh my god what did i do uh right. like a hangover moment kind of yeah <laughs> exactly and then and then wash starts making the exact same kinds of jokes that zoe was making but mal doesn't take it from wash right so i wrote down it must be difficult to be married to your boss and have her boss live with you at work that's Wash's situation. Imagine if you lived at work and you were married to your boss and her supervisor lived with you at work. <laughs> like, oh my God. That's, that's how much great. would that suck? That's that's Wash's life. So, that poor guy. Um, I also thought, I also thought, uh, Kaylee, I'd be, K- Kaylee, Callie, Kylie, I'd be really interested to get your take on this. Um, Inara goes from jealous to defensive in the span of like three seconds in this scene. What did you what did you get from that? Um quite typical woman. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I I I don't know. So that was really it. I, I don't know. Emotional I guess wreck. that part was definitely predictable. Like I saw her I saw mm. homegirl, little redhead come into the picture and I'm pretty sure I even said like, Ooh, Nara's gonna be jealous. <laughs> like <laughs> She did, yeah. Kylie's neck side to side immediately, oh, like, oh, definitely, snap, snap, snap. definitely, <laughs> yeah. It was one of those things. And then she was They're gonna be drama. <laughs> yep, yep. I did. Um, I really liked that the planet was called Triumph. Like that was just a cool, like, <gasps> westerny, like, dusty name for a planet, right? Like, super basic, but also has like some some umph to it. Like, a good planet. I just name. think of the insult comic dog. <laughs> oh my god what a beautiful head for me to get married on <laughs> yeah I, I i it was so what this episode was so western uh the beginning of it i was like oh my god it's the firefly trail and they're getting attacked someone's gonna come down with tuberculosis mm-hmm. oh yeah. nope they're married <laughs> oh <Like>. nope <laughs> <laughs> you found a wife <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, in that scene in the cargo bay where everybody's there introducing themselves, well, you know, making fun of Mal's wife. Right. Uh, Kaylee and Simon have, like, this exact opposite reaction. Mm. Kaylee is just like, oh, Mal's getting married. <laughs> ah, I'm so excited. <laughs> and Simon just goes, married? To who? Where? Yeah. Where do you find yeah. a what? wife? That doesn't make sense. <laughs> Does not compute. What? Yeah. 
This will be the first of many moments in Simon's life in this series where he is like has to make sure that he's experiencing reality the same as everyone else. <laughs> I'll just leave it at that. It's like checking back into <laughs> um, reality real quick. So. Yeah. Um and I I just there's there's so much there's so much good about this episode, right? And a lot of it is the dialogue. Like the whole episode yes. arguably could just be our picks for Simon Says, I think. Mm-hmm. Um but you know, just just moving through the plot, I really love that um, Mal immediately treats her like a person and an individual with agency and rights. Right? He's he doesn't rely on being captain to tell her what to do. He's like, this is, you know, you have the choice to do what you will because I'm not in charge of you. Nobody owns you. So <clears throat> he's the first, you know, ostensibly he's the first person to have treated her that way in her life. And I just, I really like that color on Mal. I guess you'd call that color brown, right? (laughs) (laughs) I like how Shepard also played kind of protector. And I like what he said about it when he was like, you know, if you take advantage of her, you know, you deserve a special place in hell. Special hell. And the special hell. The special hell, yeah. With the pedophiles. And the people who talk in the theater. (laughs) 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 What? The special hell. Like, <laughs> he's like, he's like, yeah, rapists, yeah. murderers, thieves, you, and people who mm-hmm. talk in the theater. And it's like, whoa, yeah. dude. <laughs> yeah. That's something that really bothers you, know, you isn't it? <laughs> the, the, the writer of this episode must have had uh, uh, some beef, as they say, as the kids say. Uh, <laughs> I, I think I, I thought it was cool that um, instead of relying on his authority with Saffron, Mal relies on sort of knowing what it's like to be suddenly robbed of your lifestyle and set adrift, right? He's like, yeah. look, I, I know what you're feeling. This this is not, you're not the first person to feel this. Um, and I do, speaking of book in that same scene, I love the quality of that character that he when he thinks that he doesn't need to, he will not mince words, right? He'll just be very direct and blunt about what he's what he wants to communicate. And I just, I really appreciate that in a character, especially a character that's meant to be a preacher, you know, like it shows a nice level of discretion from him. I really like that detail. Um, Callie totally agrees with Shepard about people who talk in the theaters. Um, <laughs> except for apparently in this day and age, she would have said people whose phones go off. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. She's, but she's also right that book probably didn't have a mobile. Right. Like, even if correct. that was an option, book, book wouldn't have one. That's how you know Callie is European. She calls it a mobile. <laughs> she doesn't call it a cell. It's cute. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. I dig it. We are an internationally listened to and viewed podcast. <laughs> no big deal. No big. No big at all. Um, <laughs> okay so we get all these reactions um we have this scene where saffron has made dinner for mal and wash and zoe come in you know she goes would you like to cook for your husband and zoe looks at her like she's insane <laughs> and um i like that when she tries to uh, wash tries to give mal a refill the look that saffron gives him has a little river in it I think is how I would describe that. <laughs> okay. I just, I love that scene. My my favorite part is when she, 
Gina Torres delivers this line so perfectly. She turns to the side and says, do you remember that sex we were planning on having ever again? again. Yeah, that's good. (laughs) And his face just immediately, like, the way that Alan Tudyk's face melts in the right ways at all times are just, I love Alan Tudyk's face. Oh, Alan Three-Dick. You're welcome. (laughs) Oh. I always Removed. get confused when you start talking about him. <laughs> I don't know. It's all right. It's okay. I'll remove He's myself waiting, later man. when I make a Star Wars reference. Don't worry. I... <laughs> well, and you st- and you stepped on on Ricky's reference. I did. I, I'm sorry. Last week or the week <laughs> Wait, was that even on this show? I don't even remember if that was on this show. <laughs> um, so we, you know, we have this this awesome awesome dinner scene, and she she asks Mal on on his way out. She asks Mal, "Do you want me to wash your feet?" And again, instead of answering that question yeah. or saying there. what, he he looks at Wash and then looks at Zoe and then leaves. Yeah. Like, do not say anything. Do not say anything. Gone. <laughs> that was very, it just, reminded me a lot of Iron Man with uh, Star-Lord. Oh, yes. Yes. When he gave him the like, mm-hmm. is, this, is this guy for real? <laughs> Does this guy like count as a superhero? Right. Does he know that we're like <laughs> A-level? Yeah. <clears throat> Um, so we go through all this. We have everybody's reaction to Mal's new wife. Uh, Jane is a little jealous. Uh, and Mal steps out into the hallway and sees Jane holding a gun. Josh and Kylie, did you guys think this was it? Yes. I don't know. I I knew that it definitely looked intense. It looked like something was about to go down. But like, I don't know. I think it took me about five seconds. And I was like, he's going to trade the gun for the girl. And then he did. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was uh, Vera. That was the is Jane dumb part two part of it. <laughs> was that? Yeah. Right. Was that genius? Or <laughs> because um, like. What? And and <laughs> poor Jane. Jane might be a really nice suitor. He could That's like true. be so ready you to don't. settle down. I yeah, except you don't believe except, that, Kylie. Except Poison Ivy over here would have given him the you slip. Know? And <laughs> I don't know. There, I, Jane is still a mystery. He's still a mystery. Yeah. I think it's very possible that he could be ready to settle. I mean, maybe not like <laughs> maybe not stop his lifestyle. Like I think he would want a wife that would be with him while he carried on the lifestyle. I don't think he wants to settle down right. and have like kids, a Zoe. you know. Like a Zoe and Wash situation. Sure, sure, sure. He wants a Zoe. He wants yeah. something like yeah. that. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Maybe more submissive than, yeah. But Maybe more I'll guess, wash so your feet. That's a Jane type. Uh, yeah, you yeah. know. So <laughs> she's all quiet and meek, so I can see why he liked her. That's, that's an excellent point, Kylie. That's probably what it was, is because he perceived her. He was like, oh, she would do whatever I told her, no matter how ridiculous or depraved it was. So that's perfect for me. Um her name is Vera. This is my very favorite gun. Vera. Um, oh yeah, Vera. I Vera just, the gun. <laughs> so good. And it and I have to ask, okay, do you guys have any possessions that you've named? Uh, my, yeah, my car. Um Wait, what have you named your car? Black Betty. Okay. Whoa. Bamba Bam- yeah. Panda Lamp. Yeah, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, yes, totally. <laughs> Bramble Jam. Very cool, Josh. Yeah, but there's a whole. I'll put that on our on our Twitter, or our Instagram, because it's one of the few memes that actually makes me laugh out loud. Yeah, me too. I really don't think I have 
anything that I can talk about that I've named. Oh. What? Gross. It's not bad. It's oh, not okay, gross okay. or anything. No, it's, no. <laughs> this is kind of trying to be a little bit more family friendly. I don't like want to talk about my Colorado paraphernalia. Be- beautiful glass p- f- uh, pictures. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that, that vase the that your vase. mother gave The vase, you. yes. I actually had one of those vases that I named Vera. See, there oh, you go. Oh, very wow, Vera the vase. nice. Nice, very yeah. nice. That's perfect for alliteration geeks out there. Um, Vera the vase. Do you did you have any uh, do you have any others now, Ricky? Do you have any currently named positions? I can't think of any. No. Mm-hmm. I uh, so Kylie, again to continue the like just obvious demonstration that Trekkies are where it's at. Uh, my <coughs> you two cars. We have Kylie, two cars. Not number and one. Just throwing that out there. It, it's okay. She knows sometimes when you're trying to connect with your first officer on a meaningful level, <laughs> you use the first name. On a meaningful level. I'm you've sorry. Me- I... you've, heard, you've heard Jean-Luc say, Will, when he means it. Thank you. Now, as I was saying, so we have two cars. We have also named both of our cars. Um, one of them is Mallory. She is a Malibu, and that's why her name is Mallory. And then the other car is Lola, and I, th- I don't actually have the like. There's not a reason that makes sense behind it, other than you can sing the following song. Her name was Lola. She was a blue car, and that's as far <laughs> as we got. So nice. We have a blue car named Lola as well. That's a so really good. I feel Lola you, song. Jean. I feel you. Thank you. <laughs> well, I was thinking um, you were gonna sing the other one, and that that one's good too. What's no, the other one? no. Lola. Don't don't do it. Don't do it. Don't. The kinks. Which the Josh, kinks. which Josh, I would expect you to know by the Weird Al parody Yoda. 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 See, I guess I never yeah. put that together. I just cared about Weird Al and Yoda. I used to Trust have a, me, I used to have I, a dog named Lola, so it was. But then my ah. mom's friend would always sing the Lola. She was a chill girl. <laughs> <laughs> I, did, I guess I had a car named Leia once. It was a white car. Okay. Oh, I remember. Yep. Yep. I remember that car. Yeah. This is two weeks in a row that we've had singing on the show. Is it, was it me both times? <laughs> no, 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 the first Ricky time was right? Ricky, remember? Oh, that's right. The fro- what Ricky... you thought was the Frozen song. It was not Frozen. Right, but was actually from Yentl, <laughs> yes. which we know because we're not ignorant. Well, no, we had the help so. from the ladies. I'm pretty sure, or no? I no, you're right. Yeah, we did have they help did from, help. We were, from the yeah, ladies. So yeah, Susie, Susie and Callie support. saved us. <laughs> yeah, they saved us again last week, just like they do every week on social media, and really in our hearts because we love you guys. So we all feel Jane, right? We get it, dude. Like you, sometimes you have those things that really mean enough to you to give them a name. You love them like a person. You treat them like. They're a member of your family. We feel you, Jane. Still a little weird trying to trade a gun for a wife. That's a little funky. Um, There's a lot of very subtle world building in this episode, right? Like you get a lot of one and two line setups where they're like, yeah, when I was a kid, I was here. Or I never heard about this. Or I never heard about that. A lot of really small stuff. Uh, For instance, Mal is from Shadow, somewhere called Shadow. Is Shadow a planet? Is that... um, a group of planets is that a system is that a moon to a planet? i don't know i haven't looked it up i'm just you know purely from watching it we know that mal comes from a place called shadow 
that's kind of cool. Um, uh, yes, Susie, uh, Saffron was a dowry. You're correct. Oh, okay. Yes. Um, so, anyways, Mal doesn't seem to fear Jane in this so much as he's like trying to figure out Jane's angle, right? Because like, like he knows that the danger with Jane isn't that Jane can't be reasoned with. The danger with Jane is that Jane can be reasoned with and paid off. Like that's the that's what's dangerous about him. It's like why so is he's he like doing trying this? to. Yeah. Yeah, what are you doing? Like, you're not asking for money. You're not, what's going on here? <laughs> like, do you think she married me because I'm captain? Or are you about to try and take the captaincy from me? What's going on here? I just, I love that scene. And then to end it with, you know, my days of not taking you seriously are certainly coming to a middle. Yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> a good one. I can't, I really hope I get the chance to use that on somebody in real life and have them really feel it. Like, ugh, ugh, wow, he, sort of knows that I'm here. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I think that would be great to use on somebody. Fire! Uh, let's see here. What's next in my notes? Did you guys have any notes that I've skipped past at this point that you want to um, go back to? I, I know did I wanna, talk a lot. Uh, who is it? I think uh looks like Susie brought it up. She says that line that Jane said, uh, that's why I don't kiss him on the mouth. <laughs> I thought that was a pretty, pretty hilarious Well, even line. Kaylee was like, oh, yeah, she's like, wait, what? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if she really knows what that in all entails, but she even knew that was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I felt her reaction was a little more like, ugh, than like, oh, mm-hmm. uh, okay. it was kind of like. Yeah, no, no. I mean, I think, I think she was giggling a little yeah. bit because of what he said, but in the end, she was like, it's like, oh, yeah. it was like that third grade giggle when yeah, someone yeah. says something dirty. You're like, oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Um, interestingly enough, listener Callie and I have actually discussed how there's sort of like this sibling relationship parallel between um, Jane and Kaylee that there is between River and Simon. Like, Jane likes to give Kaylee a hard time. He likes to mess with her, but he's not usually really like outright mean to her for the most part. Uh, He doesn't like shove her around. He's not physically violent with her or anything. And he seems to be a little, a little bit protective of her in certain situations, you know? Um, And I think it also explains kind of the lack of romance in their situation because they're both wanting for romance, but they don't seek it in each other's company. Neither of them does a hundred percent. That's an excellent point. Cause you can, they just look at each other. Like you're just here. Like you're the person that's always here. You're not an option. Sibling kind of. Yeah. Like, Right, not an option yeah. for that reason. Yeah. Maybe you work on the ship. Very that I close live on. cousins, maybe. <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I love that. Well, okay. I did write down here. Do you see this, Kylie? Nathan Fillion is good enough for Christina Hendricks. <laughs> is he not good enough for you? <laughs> if she could have had her pick of all the men. On all the planets that the night sky could show her, she would have picked Mal. And that uh, that so. was pretty beautiful. Um, no, he's he's a the whole beautiful yeah. man. I'm not saying that he's not Thank attractive. You. I just I don't know. <laughs> this is like word for word the conversation we have every week, where I'm like, "Come on, Kylie," like, and she's on. like, "No, he's not. It's not. A, I'm not hating." I just like I'm, I'm not like, yeah, sure yeah, if I hate. really like am into the pretty boy aesthetic. Kind you know what of it deal. is, babe? It's because he's too young for you. What? <laughs> <laughs> what do you? What does that mean? Well, you think about like Bruce Campbell. 
You have a huge oh. thing for Bruce Campbell. Oh my God! And then Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson. Old. <laughs> I think my crush <laughs> for Nathan Fillion went full fledged on Doctor Horrible Sing Along. What does that Nathan Fillion look like now? Maybe. Yeah, oh, <laughs> Maybe. yeah he's older now. So let's, let's see. Let's see what's up. He's older now, but I would say he looks like an older version of Nathan Fillion. Like he, you know how when See, Timothy look, Oliphant okay, got this, older, yeah, the picture of him in his sixties. Yes, is, he he's, looks she's fallen for it. right there. How old look is, at her; she's turning red. How old is look he at her. In this picture. Let's look. I, I need to know how old he is. Look at her; she's flushed. Yeah, for this sure. is like, we're just. Uh, oh my gosh! Okay, so Kylie, there's a there's a TV show called Castle that he's on now that you might want to go. Or no, no, sorry, sorry, he's on a show now called The Rookie, okay. where he plays a like a forty year old cop who just became a cop. Nathan so yeah, Fillion, go watch right? it. It is Nathan okay, Fillion. Yeah. So if you want some more recent, when I was growing up. Yeah. There you go. Yes. Oh, that that explains a lot. That explains a lot. See, okay, and see, here's the <laughs> thing. I'm looking at these pictures. I'm looking at these pictures, and Nathan, he's <laughs> a very nice looking man. He looks young. He looks young. <laughs> But this picture of present day, when he's like twenty years older, he just looks so much handsomer. See, oh, that's, Susie, that's where we Susie, are. Susie, he's not, Susie says he's not sixty. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. We're not hating on the guy. What we mean no, is, he's probably like, he's forty nine. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, you know what? I just assumed because because celebrities look so much better like in their later yep. years because of the <coughs> surgeries and stuff. I wow. just maybe assumed he was older. I'm not saying he. Oh, looks it didn't 60. show up as big as I wanted. But here's oh, the picture that she's looking at. It's so tiny, Nathan. It's so tiny. But he's very yeah. handsome. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> little Hi, little nail. Nathan. Little Nathan. Yeah. <laughs> but that that's the one. That that's like the the latest one I could find of him. So. <laughs> So cool. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, um, wow. My face hurts. I have <laughs> no idea what we were talking about. Is this still right? a Firefly show? Uh, oh, okay. Here we go. This this one's better. <sighs> at, le at least the at least the ladies now can can see what he actually looks like in this picture. Okay, can we? Yeah. Oh well. God dang it, man. <laughs> if, only if, if only there wasn't a banner there. <laughs> See, there we go. I think there we he go. looks quite fetching. Look at that. So dapper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I agree. Okay. Yeah. Well, we've okay. now convinced Kylie to cool. go Present. through a third Present. man before right. she marries me. So We're that's good. fine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what? I'm not, I'm not going to ask. Um, so, <laughs> so we've got this scene in Mal's book, right? And uh, Saffron is just all kinds of naked when Mal shows up. And she's like, I'm going to use all of the skills at my disposal to pull this off. We get some pretty racy dialogue for network TV here. I mean, oh, man. there's no, there's, yeah, there's no like ultra descriptive specific words. And there's no like euphemisms, but there's some very descriptive uh, visceral words what, in this what scene. What was the Whoa. object? Good description. What was the object they kept <laughs> referring to as the the the, uh, the plow? The pl Yep, yep, yep. She's I was wow. like, that's oh my what God. it was. And, and yeah. oh yeah, she's like talking about that, and Kylie's like, was that really yeah. in the Bible? <laughs> oh yeah, no, she like <laughs> quotes stuff, and I was like, um, 
She says that's in the Bible. <laughs> I was like, yes, yes, babe. Exodus 3, v- verse 7. It's totally talking <laughs> smut. Just straight up in the Bible. I announced at the top of this episode that this was the funniest one we watched so far, and look at how much we're all it laughing. It was right really now. funny. I, it's, it's true. It's true. So, to Ooh. your point, number one, the there's two possibilities here. Uh, possibility one, yes, that's exactly what it says, and it's maybe been not embellished at all. And to be fair, it was written you know, a long time ago, so it wouldn't surprise me. Possibility two, which I think is a little more likely, and which it sounds like Shepherd Susie agrees with me, it's kind of their planet's Bible, right? right? Like right. No, the King James <laughs> version and the New Living Translation and the Triumph sure. Backwater Tri- Planet uh, yeah. Translation. The Triumph, yeah. the comic book di- do- dog. Right. God, <laughs> the comic <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so... <laughs> We get a lot of, oh thank you God. for saying that in the way that you did, Ricky. That was so good because we get the parallel lines, right? She quotes this Bible to Mal and Mal goes, that's a good Bible. Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah, right. Then later on, Whoa. yeah, later on she tells this myth to uh, Wash and Wash goes, that's a good Whoa. myth. Like, yep, yep. I cut, yeah, I so cut that too. Whoa. Very, very well done on the runner, Ricky. I appreciate the hell out of you. Um, so... I really, really love that Mal does all this resisting and all this reasoning and all this physical backing away, averting his eyes, like actually doing as much as he possibly can. Well, maybe not as much as he possibly can, right? But taking several steps to sort of... Also, to get out of his room, you have to go up a ladder. It looks, right? Like it's not a door. Like you can't just walk out into the hall. So he's trying to get away without being obvious and all this stuff. And then he just closes his eyes and says, oh, I'm going to the special hell. And we get the kiss, and Malifaz says something in Chinese. Boom. And boom. That's the vibe that I got from this episode was straight 1997 Batman and Robin, Poison Ivy, done. <laughs> but let's be real. Christina Hendricks' performance in this even if she's playing Poison Ivy, she was a much more believable 1, Poison Ivy. One thousand times better. I agree, yeah, and that just... like Uma Thurman hashtag not my Poison Ivy. Hashtag. This girl though, <laughs> for real hashtag my Poison Ivy because she did a great job. We're starting a um, time traveling boycott of nineteen ninety seven thing in the name of a thing that would not come out until five years later. Uh, I wanted to address what Susie just put in the chat. The Bible does say the two become one flesh. Notice has notice how she manages to get Mal to agree with her religion when he has hated on God in the past. That is a very good point, Susie. Very um, interesting. I think we brought up um, that it it's not that Mal necessarily doesn't believe in God, right? It's that Mal is very angry with God, but that he probably definitely believes in God, and he feels betrayed. Um, <clears throat> because of the events of Serenity Valley, right? So, but that's an excellent point, and it is a good through line for that character to have these sort of like drive-bys, you know, with spirituality and religion in the show. That's a that's an excellent excellent point. Thank you, Susie, for being here live with us. We love you. <laughs> um, so then, Saffron goes to the bridge in an attempt to seduce Wash, Kylie. What are you thinking when she walks into the room with Wash? 
I I think I had an idea that he was going to stay true to Zoe, actually. I oh, absolutely. was a little bit disappointed on how smitten he was, actually. Because Zoe's so much... Do you think I don't he, know, whatever, whatever. Do you think that came across, like, do you think he had a moment of weakness, or do you think it was just Wash's nature of, like, trying to be genuinely nice and, like, oh, she's not all there, maybe treat her like a child? I think it was a moment of weakness, because later when they were talking mm. about it and Zoe was there, he was, like... He even made another comment of, oh, I wish this or what this or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, well, he, said, he said, I, I wish that I wasn't married right now. I wish I was somebody. I wish I was somebody else. Well, yep. he said yeah. it during and then he said it in the conversation after. So mm. it's he, she, he, she did. Yeah, there was something that they were talking about where he was like, oh, I don't blame you or that makes sense. Yeah, I can't remember and exactly noticed, what it was. But yeah, yeah, I noticed Zoe didn't kill him for it, though. So it must have been. He must have been right that it was understandable, right? <laughs> well, and she came in like uh, a wrecking ball, though. She came in, you know, mm -hmm. like, look, man. I, well, and she trained her whole life to be like that. To, to, to be like, a temptress. Yeah, you, know? you would think like, that she'd be good at like, what she does. Yeah, I feel like most men in that situation, like, would be like, oh, my God, this is so bad. I need to get out of here. I need to get out of here. Like. Oh, you know, oh, I need to go. And, like, that's exactly what he did was, you know, he's like, I'm in right. love with my wife and I need to get out of here. And she's like, ugh, never mind. I'll just kick you in the head. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. she was trying to do it the easy way, but then just, you know, hit him with the, her foot. <laughs> Jesse was asking if it was weakness on Wash's part that made him kind of almost fall for it. But I don't know if it was weakness as much as it was her strength. If I were to lose an arm wrestling match to Thor, that doesn't necessarily mean I'm weak. That means he's just that great at that particular strength. So I, feel like I think Saffron just on. totally overpowered Wash Ricky. in this situation. <laughs> yes. Uh, if you're trying to make the point I think you're trying to make... <laughs> You clearly have never been married, my friend. You you try you try telling your wife, sweetheart, it's not my fault. She was designed to be hot. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> that does not see, go over well. Nope. See if that holds up, Ricky. Nope. <laughs> see if that holds up. But no, to your point, it's fair. Like that's her job, right? She's designed to be and like you said, he he resisted. And then he only showed a physical weakness, which is if you kick him in the back of the head, he'll get knocked out. Which is like, come on, man, be a man. Well, he did. He hit out. the front no, of kidding. his face on I'm the door too. I'm kidding. Oh, I'm, yeah. he, he, okay, he, and he got kicked in the head. Okay. I was like, so I'm, yeah. sorry, I'm, I'm just being too I just, literal here. My bad. I love, I love Wash so much that the whole scene with that character was beautiful. My favorite thing about that, actually, besides the purity of Wash, was that. He hasn't, he, when she says, have you heard the myth of the earth that was? Wash goes, no, I haven't. And that's such a beautiful little piece of world building, right? Not everybody in this universe knows about earth. Not everybody has some connection to that story. And it's, it's just, it's this much dialogue. And it tells you a lot about that character. Like, oh, okay. So he didn't meet Zoe on earth. Um, he's never been to earth. He doesn't know anybody who's ever been to Earth. Like all this, you know, he's purely a space dog pilot guy, um, which I, I really love. I uh, also really love the very cool self-sealing weld strip that she puts on the door. Mm. Like 
that was just very like sci-fi right cool. like mm-hmm. the lights it was looked like a little mini lightsaber on a roll of tape like well, this whole <laughs> episode was very sci-fi they really brought out the like at the beginning it was very western you know the firefly trail and at the end you were going through this version of the stargate basically <laughs> you know there was a yeah. lot of technology gaps it looked like they really showed the difference of what it's like on a planet as compared to what it's like in space which mm. I thought was really yeah. cool. Cause... And speaking of sci-fi, Josh, did you like how kind of slave one-y the shuttle was in this sh- in this episode when it came off the wing? Like it has that folding and then it tilts forward to take yep. off. Like yep. I felt like that was maybe a direct homage, right? Yeah, because we know the creators was... of this loved Star Wars. Yeah, for like, sure. Of course, I guess we never cool. saw Slave One do that back in the day. No, but, but you know that those guys had a Slave One as a toy and we'd be like... That, yeah. Like playing with it. I see. <laughs> I think you're 100% right on that. Um, I really love Kaylee in her pajamas, right? Um, be- because she, that's what she was doing when the problem happened. She was asleep. Yeah. Like, one of the issues that I had personally, number one, with Next Generation was that there was not always this sense of passing time on the ship, right? Like, it's always lit the same way. Everybody's working the day shift. You have no idea. They'll say it's... 1300 hours but you have no way of knowing that um there were a couple episodes where they showed like the night shift and they would change the lighting and it was really cool but i just it never really felt like a a persistent thing to me so i really appreciate that about this show that they're just like yeah she's in her pajamas because she was asleep when this happened because she lives here (laughs) ladies and gentlemen that's alan that's alan uh there's one of the cats that's the real (laughs) alan three dick right there is that cat (laughs) See, here he comes. That's two in one episode. All right, there it so. is. <laughs> Just lay there. Yeah, we're right. good. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no, 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 no. You're good. You're very good. Um, so here's here's the thing, too. Okay, so in this scene, Saffron is being very articulate and eloquent when she's talking to Mal, right? She's got all the big words. She knows exactly how to weave this tapestry of emotion and feeling and thought. And it fits so well with Mal's character because we have already seen that he appreciates a good vocabulary word. In the last episode, he's learning good vocabulary words from Zoe. Maybe it's because he's looking for a well-spoken woman. He wants a gal that's like Zoe, but that, you know, didn't used to serve with him. So he's like, hey, teach me some of your words and then I'll see some of these women know them. And then maybe, you know, maybe that's the kind of woman I need. I just really like that small detail. She, all of her dialogue, ugh, just ugh, right? <laughs> like, very, very visceral. All of it just makes you feel stuff. And you're like, some of this stuff is squicky and some of this stuff is nice, but all of it's a little funky. Like, maybe that was just how I felt. <laughs> maybe you guys felt that way, but with different words. <laughs> I felt squicky. Squ- squicky. Thank you. <laughs> Squiz. Squizzy. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Kylie, did you... So the scene where you get Saffron on one end of the catwalk and you got Inara on the other end of the catwalk, what was your first thought? Like, where did you think this was going? Uh, my first thought was, how is Inara going to tear this lady up? <laughs> that 
that was my first thought. Exact words. Well, and you know, I, I saw her come in and she was starting to hit on her and I was like, oh God, she's trying to play the same thing she was doing on the dudes, but I don't think it's going to work. Mm-hmm. I like the end of that too, where, where she's like, would you, would you lie with me? And she's like, we've been doing a lot of lying today, haven't we? And then, and then and this stuff yeah. got real. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Real did recognize real right at that yeah. exact moment. Yep. Um, <laughs> yeah. Roy Thompson don't in play the live. Roy Thompson in the live chat says, or Mal has a mom complex considering what his mom's profession was. I think that's the the Oedipus complex, right? Um, so yeah. Mal mentions that his mother was a ranch hand. And he also mentions to Saffron, one of the jobs you might be able to find on one of these planets is as a ranch hand. So that's an excellent, excellent catch, Roy Thompson. Thank you for being here live with us. Am I right, guys? Like, we have the coolest listeners and viewers, right? Yes. Like, they're not jumping on us like, you guys are stupid. They're like, what about this? Which we appreciate, because I would understand if you did it the other way, Which too. Which I do um, want to <laughs> fix my uh, Goram mistake from this week already and oh. say that uh, I mentioned the line, that's why I never kissed them on the mouth. That was after uh, Poison Ivy <laughs> did her thing. Yeah. And not yes. way before. Well, he, yes. I, I had said it was before, well, and that's my bad. So let's just clear that up now. <laughs> called it. Yep. Nobody needs to send that one in. I might send it in just to be funny. You should. You really should. Leave me um, a one-star review, please. <laughs> <laughs> I need to learn I my really lesson. <laughs> conti- continuing the subtle world building on this episode, I really like that they're, they tell Jane, you know, okay, you got to fire your gun at this thing. Right. And he goes, well, we don't have a case. So, first of all, I love that those two lines establish all of the following. OK, they establish that there is a device, probably generally box like in design, that is called a case. And it is designed to allow terrestrial weapons to fire in a vacuum. And that's very cool. And they don't have one. So they're going to rig this EVA suit and you get all of that in one line from jane and one line from mal just i wrote world building exclamation point in my notes <laughs> like that really excites me for some reason world building. i also yes we need that we need that as a drop i also love that vera though you know not truly a person is repeatedly personified in this episode he says i love her she's my very favorite i'm gonna save you. and then they dress her up in the EVA suit and she gets to look through the glass mm-hmm. at her target. Like it's it's the perfect personification, right? Truly in that moment, Vera is Jane's baby. She was a people. That's his lady and he is taking her out. Yeah, she was a people. She was a people. Vera was a people. Uh, he even said something like, uh, you see Vera, you uh, dress up nice, and I get to take yeah, her out. Yeah, it yep. was cute. It was cute. See, I like Jane. Yep. I don't know. He's still a mystery, but I'm rooting for him. I'm rooting for him. I really liked that whole scene, too, of the Stargate with them shooting through that and then breaking the glass and seeing those right. two dudes fly through the window. That's, I mean. The yeah. Trap. Oh, there yeah. they go. Yeah. <laughs> oh, right. And it was the like, immediate decompression. That was just Jane. Oh yeah, just Jane. He yeah, already got the job one done, shot. and he already yeah, asked, he just like, "What do, do I do? It. Do I shoot through well, the window?" Well, right. And as soon as you crack <laughs> that window, job is done because that you've already got your natural vacuum going well, on. You don't you don't break out Vera and just shoot it once. 
Oh no! Right, so he—that's—that's <laughs> that's what Ricky's saying is yeah. he'd already yeah. shorted out the net, yeah. so they would have already made it. And he was like, "Also, f those guys." Right? <laughs> also, yeah. Yeah. It was yeah. like for sure. I loved that that whole the, the frantic intercutting between the soundless shots in space, yes, I and really, the yep. explosive decompression inside their cabin. Just oh, just mm, so well done. I Thank still, you for I never notice those things. I want to get better at noticing those little tiny things, like the and no that, sound and like again, there was something like, that was mentioned so, earlier in the episode, and I was like, what? How did you? How did you notice? I that? have a theory actually <laughs> on that. My theory on that, Kylie, is that because you guys are watching with subtitles, you're reading when there's no sound on the screen. So in your head, there's still sound, right? Because you're hearing yourself read. So you're not catching yeah, when the sound cuts out because for you, it's all reading. You know, you're right, because I, I would imagine that it still says shooting. Even though you're not hearing right. pew, pew, pew sounds, mm-hmm. it's just it it's still though. like shooting. Yep. The you captions know? don't do, no? they don't say anything, but if which it, I find really But if no. it overlaps... I'm saying it oh. might overlap because in this one they're cutting back and forth. Sure, really yeah, quick. sure, sure. Like, yeah. yeah. So no, I, in this particular instance, that might be part of it. I'm I'm so thrilled about that. I, I I didn't even write it in my notes because it's just been such a nice staple that they have made the no sound in space thing, and and this episode was no different. And see again, seeing those dudes pop out of the window, it was very uh, progressive because I don't feel like you saw a lot of that stuff back then, where like. The dudes just shoot out of a window mm. in space on TV. This this episode had a lot of right. things that were a little bit progressive. Um, Push some envelopes. <laughs> yep. Although, what did I did I mess something? No, up here? no. I was just I was just reading. Somebody posted on. I I, I would assume maybe Evan. Oh yeah, probably. Oh yeah. no, that's, oh, that's Ricky. Uh-huh. That's Ricky too. I was yeah. gonna say Adam Baldwin is my non-favorite Baldwin Baldwin, but he <laughs> is a long. We decided he is a, a distant relative. Yeah, he's still related to the Baldwin. <laughs> I was about to educate Evan, but. <laughs> but we're just educating Ricky. Another Goram mistake. <laughs> um. So. No, oh, yeah. The, the progressiveness of this, the smut context from the Bible. The Bible verse that talked about uh, things, mm. and then the they're, they're pushing a lot of standard envelopes, right? Yes, like yes. you probably can't talk about this for too much longer without this episode getting edited or something, right? And even though, like, even though in this, I time told you, period, Susie, I'm looking into it. I didn't believe him the first time either, so I told them to send me their research about the Baldwins, and they still haven't done it. So I assume <laughs> they're lying. Here, I'll, I'll find it again. But um, I, I read it too. I read it too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Look now, in the early two thousands, and I feel like this with most shows that came out in late nineties, early two thousands, there was always a lot of cleavage, and this show was no exception. Mm. Yep, I'm thinking like no Charmed and yep. Buffy, right? right? And like all that. Yeah, same. Well, and it's I mean Friends, it's Christina Hendricks. Thing. Yeah, and Christina Hendricks has played characters before that you know the writers use that pretty liberally with um i guess i've never i'm not familiar so with her i'll have to check it out but if she's if she's got the equipment she was, I she, mean. did you guys see mad men <laughs> negative so she no. was she was she was one of the main characters in mad men um which was huge okay. for probably right about when we would have been an age to not care about it but um so we have this last scene, right? This is skipping ahead, and we'll, we can go back to some other scenes if you guys want. But in this last scene where uh, Mal comes into Inara's shuttle, 
and she thinks that he's figured out that she kissed him when he was passed out, right? He's like, oh, so yeah. I'm trying to figure out how this all went down because you said this, but what really, ha- I think this happened. And then we have this moment where he goes, I knew you kissed her. And Inara's face is like a combination <sighs> of like relieved that he didn't figure it out. Also a little bit disappointed that he didn't figure it out. Yeah. Also a little bit like, are you that stupid? Also right. a little bit like, I still want to <laughs> kiss you though. Like we told you so well, much on Inara's face in that moment. And as he walks away, she still has, like, her lips puckered. But she's, like, all in yep. confusion, like, um, lips wrote, are puckered, and he walked away. <laughs> I wrote this in my notes. Yep. Is this her what a dumb man moment, or does Mal know more than right. he needs Right, you don't know. Like, he's either a complete idiot, or he, or maybe he doesn't want to... He's you know, shift, to keep shift the, the yeah, shift, shift the dynamic anyway. Yeah, exactly. Hashtag player. Exactly. Playing the game. Well, he's, doing... he's not a player. <laughs> he ain't playing nobody no, no, else. No, no. no, he's right. playing the game that oh, okay, he's that playing Inara the game. was right. originally playing. Right. That all that this everyone in this episode has just been playing. They're games. so painfully in love with each other. Where are other? the Backstreet Boys? Quit playing games with right. my heart. <laughs> and I. And I so. I appreciate that you brought up the moment he walks away, Kylie, because I actually wrote that moment down too. And I wrote, if Inara were a man and Mal were a woman in this scene, she would have chased him out the door, right? Where the roles reverse, the man would be like, wait, 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 I don't care what actually happened. I just, I I have to kiss you. And yeah. it would be like, you yeah. know, romantic. And he chased her down the hallway and stuff like that. But we didn't get that. I really like that they didn't do that. They just left her with like, like you said, she's like, He's stupid. I'm stupid for liking him. I still like him. Did he figure it out? I don't know. There's too many levels to this. Also, I would still probably kiss the guy. I just... Right. I, it, it was a beautiful moment. So much layered into her performance. Marina Bacaran. Totally. Mwah. Yeah, those awesome. those two, if they don't get married by the end of this, will definitely... Yeah, they have to end up together. In future series Gosh, seasons, they would end up getting together. <laughs> so... Um, the last note that I have, and then we'll jump back to any scenes that I skipped over that you guys want to talk about. The last note that I wrote down, and I think it's because of the face Inara made in that last scene, was Inara, goddess of intangible moments. That's how I feel that character could be summed up. Yeah. What do you guys think? I, I, I agree. I would agree. It. Uh, she has... Uh... It seems like she has like an easy kind of life because she's able to do she's powerful enough to do what she wants to do and she gets to pick and choose and kinds of things but it also seems like she lives a very painful life. Yeah. But f- whether it be just because of her feelings for Mal that she can't explain or there's other things, I don't know, but It's probably one of those yeah, one of those like, oh, I keep making these decisions when I should really just maybe go for this Mal guy. But really and truly, that guy's kind of an idiot, and he just proved it to me. So I don't really know. It's a it's a beautifully tragic story. I feel like with her, where she's that's made an excellent this way to put it, Josh, and wants to get out of this life, but doesn't want to get out of this life for someone that she thinks is kind of an idiot. Well, she's also kind of comfortable where she is too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she has, and we saw in the last episode that Mal isn't her only option, right? Like, oh well, woman no. has options. Yeah, she yeah, picks whatever got, she she's wants. She's got her own right? Tinder on there, where she's just swiping left and right. Yeah. 
So maybe there's something to be said for the fact that she is still on the shuttle and still on Serenity at this yeah. point, right? For sure. For sure. Um, so did you guys have any other scenes that you wanted to go back to before we get into our weekly Sudden But Inevitable segments? I just want to make sure Josh still has my Simon Says. I do somewhere, okay. yes. Perfect. We'll have to look through these notes. Okay, but, cool. <laughs> um, I had two things, and it's just the thought that I had in my head when lines were said or things happened. So first thing, mm. when Inara knocks out Poison Ivy, all I wanted was for Chris Tucker to come in straight from the 90s and be like, you got knocked <laughs> out. <laughs> Chris Tucker. Second thing. Big mouth clad. That ain't going to what I tell everybody. <laughs> yeah. Second thing. When uh, Wash is talking about the weird things that they did on his planet or their planet where they yeah. juggled geese. I or, can't believe we skipped over juggling or geese. Juggling Goslings, as he Gosling. said. They like goslings. All I imagined was a dude juggling geese with Ryan Gosling heads. <laughs> yes. I don't, I don't know why no, that's right. so funny Ryan to me. Ryan Gosling. Ultra fun. Juggling little goslings. It's so funny to me. It's silly. I can dig it. I can dig it. Josh is now broken. In case anybody is watching live and you're wondering, he's dead. (laughs) (laughs) Just that thought in my head again is just so funny to me. (laughs) No, it's good. I dig it. It's uh, it's got it's the right number of puns to make me be on board with it. Sorry, go ahead, Ricky. (laughs) Uh, I like the idea that if you're going into a difficult situation, like there's a companion on board who's trying to sleep with everybody. You set up some absurd thing like some people juggle geese or some people drink water through their nose or whatever you want to say. <laughs> you, could just, you can throw that out there as a defense in case anybody's starting to throw you a little bit of heat. You're like, uh-uh, nope. Some people only use their headphones backwards. That's a little bit um, counter to what you said earlier, Ricky. First of all, put a pin in it. Callie D, you're right. We need this as a meme. Somebody, <laughs> please... Do it. I'll, I'll owe you forever. Um, the geese heads, the, the gosling thing. Um, so, Ricky, earlier, you were saying that Wash should use the defense of, it's not my fault, she's way too hot. And now you're saying you should just come up with any obscure, oblique, potentially maybe small excuse to... to... I'm saying he's the kind of guy who has a lot of defense, layers of defenses in yeah, front yeah. of himself for yeah, when there's gotcha. heat coming down on him. Yes, he does. It's true. Wash is uh he's he's learned from Zoe. You can tell that some of his personality comes from what he's learned from Zoe. Where he's like, I would do this, but I'm married now, so I <laughs> won't do this. Like especially because of who my wife is. <laughs> she could break me with her thumb. With or her with like her that. pinky, yeah. <laughs> yeah. With her pinky, yeah. So did you guys have any other scenes that you would like to hit before we get into our first segment of the week? No. I've got another one. Uh, Shortly after Saffron took off on the shuttle and they were trying to assess all the damage on the ship and figure out what was going on, one, Jane looked really excited to get that torch out and (laughs) cut the doors back open. He was just like, yeah, I got a torch. I'm flipping down my welding goggles and I'm going to 
do some cutting with flames. He had a lot of fun I'm this a episode. Boy. He just looked he like he was. I mean, he started out with ambushing someone with his wife, and then he got to you know <laughs> weld things and then shoot his favorite gun, mm-hmm. and just for good measure, yeah. kill a couple people. I mean, <laughs> he had the best episode ever. It was a good time. He just needed to be hanging from ropes. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's there was true. no he Jane was... hanging from Serenity while they were flying. So, uh-uh. yes, so and close. then I've got uh, one other thing. Uh, when Inara went down to see Mal around the same time, and she kissed him, and she got the same uh, the lover's kiss or she what was, do we call it? The good night, the widow's kiss. kiss, the night, yeah. ki- good night kiss. She, she was upset. like she spun around and fainted. Just like Scarlett O'Hara from Gone with the Wind. <laughs> oh. She, she like spun around and fainted. <laughs> it was very Victorian of her. Oh, wow. Yes. So fancy. <laughs> and then when everybody's getting back together in Mal's room, she keeps like c- coming up with all these weird defenses. She's like, I fell. I hit my head. No, you don't need to. Simon, you don't need to check me. I just hit my head. I'll be fine. It's like. And like she's just throwing out all these weak defenses. Yeah, and she's explaining what it is later. She goes, like, unasked. She goes, well, I only hit my head, but when Mal got attacked, it was like this. Like, <laughs> yeah. nobody asked what happened to you. Like, you brought that up. Like, yeah, so, I. Right. Anyways. Just like when Data slaps the crap out of Picard, and he, like, I still have this saved on a video somewhere where he, like, Picard just hits the wall, and the most dramatic spin around ever was, like, <laughs> looks at the camera to be like, see, I'm falling, and then keeps going. <laughs> Very dramatic like that. Uh, good. <laughs> uh, Star Trek's physical business is not always... Uh, oh, they're lacking in the physical department, that's for sure. So anyway... <laughs> <laughs> our first... <laughs> okay. We've been having a lot of fun this episode, yeah. you guys. Um, <laughs> for sure. I feel Shepard Rosie and her five star review. My cheeks hurt from smiling. I totally agree with you, Shepard. Um, <laughs> so let's take one moment to breathe before we jump into what is probably my favorite segment of this whole show. And that segment is called Simon Says. Simon Says is a segment where, despite the title, we share our favorite quotes from the episode, even if they were not uttered by Dr. Simon Tam. Now, if you've listened to this show before, you know that I don't know whose turn it is to do this. So um, in the in an effort uh, to demonstrate, number one, let's have you go first. What is your selection for Simon Says? Who? Did you number select? One. Number, number one. one. Oh, oh, okay. Number Sorry, I wasn't listening. Not anymore. Um, well, I know, right? <laughs> I, I fucked a, it all up. I think there was a couple that was... Um, that th- there was one that he was supposed was to write down for me. That one. Uh, so, Ricky, you go first. Um, Let me see if I can find yeah, you. Yeah, okay. <laughs> You're good. Uh, uh, early on when Mal is meeting with Saffron... Uh, he get, they're talking about each other, and Mal's trying to build Saffron up, and she's just trying to be a meek little woman. Uh, Mal goes, if someone tries to kill Damn you, it. you kill them right back. I just found my yep. quote, That's and that was Aww. it. <laughs> yep. 
That's what no, you, get. you know See, what? I tried, it is. Kylie. It is what I, really I get for it not was, being prepared. <laughs> it was my fault because I wrote it down in the middle of writing another note. <laughs> but anywho, Ooh. great yeah. quote, Ricky. So good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> good pick, Ricky. Good pick. Josh, what was yours? I'll I'll have you go next. Um, I think I already covered mine. Um, I mean, I had like two or three because this one was really good with that. Uh, the, the one, oh no no, I'm sorry, I did not say it. Um, it is one of the very first lines that Mal says in the entire episode. I swear by my pretty yep. floral bonnet, I will end you. Yes. Cute. Yep. That's and, a classic line. And here's the thing. The first half of that line is actually super poetic, right? He says, if right. your hand touches metal, I swear yeah. by my... It's just like, oh, dude. He doesn't say, don't touch your gun or I'll kill you, or like, drop it. He says, if your hand touches metal, I swear by my pretty floral bonnet, I will end you. And it's just yeah. like... <laughs> such the best version of that confrontation. Such and a how do you, freaking solid. How do you line. turn the words "pretty floral bonnet" into something badass? Yeah, that's he's how. so threatening <laughs> in that moment. That's how. Yeah, none of that is like yeah and <laughs> yeah. So um, and and I already mentioned my other ones. Remember that sex we were planning to have ever again? <laughs> uh, go play with your rain stick. Been a long time since anybody had their hand on my plow except me. Uh, well, my days of not <laughs> taking you seriously are certainly coming to a middle. Yeah, uh, the special. I've got help. one more. There was a lot. Go ahead, Ricky. <laughs> uh, but she was naked and all articulate. Oh, and man. all articulate. <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> I told you, Mal. Mal loves a well-spoken lady. He didn't even care about. Oh uh, well. The nudity was secondary to the articulation. It, it really was, though, and she and I think that was what was really cool about her as what she was trying to do, whatever it is, companion or crazy seductress. I don't know. <laughs> she was good at what she was right. doing, and she was smart. I thought, you know, hey, you got to give her that, right? Yeah. Yeah. So for sure. Yeah. Even though she was evil and mean, she was still pretty good at it. Yeah. <laughs> I. I really appreciated her like cool little lakeside retreat, right? Like I'm just gonna go live in the coziest hot chocolate cabin ever. It was a it was a Thanos fancy. moment and for like, sure. Yeah, yeah, oh, totally, job. totally, yeah. Uh, yeah. She's she's living in a super cozy little lakeside cabin in some weird leather dominatrix get out. Yeah, dude, totally, yes. It's just my normal yeah. outfit. This is what I wear well, on Tuesdays. What do you okay, <laughs> okay. I think it's I think it's meant to imply she's getting ready to go do another honeypot yeah, it's job. Not, yeah, right? do like, something nope. with somebody else and go she's screw someone go. over. And... No, that's just what she normally wears. Josh is like, no, she's weird. <laughs> <laughs> she just okay. wears good night. Lips and wears leather all the time. She's poison ivy. I swear to God. That Good night, she's lips. looking in the mirror. <laughs> 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 uh, she's she's always in the in the mirror. Like, would you do me? I'd do me. Like, yeah. Maybe. Does your, maybe that's your husband how not fall Stephen asleep is. at night? Here's some good night lips. <laughs> Put him to bed. <laughs> Well, it's hard. It was really hard to choose for for Simon Says this episode, you guys. But I'm really glad that we did it. Uh, The other thing about this episode, Ricky, though, is that when you're watching it, like your eyes have to adjust, right? Because it's so shiny. 
How shiny is it? This episode is so shiny that I give it a 9 out of 10. Now, I just, that might seem a little high, right? But I have a ton of fun with this episode. It's just, from start to finish, the dialogue is flying. It's high caliber, pun not intended. You got Vera, you got Jane, you've got priceless moments with every character in this episode. We get Book, we get Zoe, we get Mal, we get Wash, we get everybody just in these beautiful little character moments. We get subtle world building from everybody. We get some origin story, we get some backstory, we get some look at the personality. It just comes from every direction. And the reason that we get to see that is because there's this new threat on the ship. And like he says at the end, Mal is like, hey, you want to screw me up, ruin my life? Do that. That's fine. You mess with my family. So now we have a problem. And all you get is this one little evil person who's just counter to everything that the crew wants. And that's all it takes to bring them all together into this wonderfully functioning, beautifully cohesive machine. Kaylee gets everything going at the last minute. Jane saves everybody's life and takes care of the future threat. You know, Zoe knows exactly how to get everybody. It's just such a fun episode and it's fast paced and it's got world building. This has everything you want in an episode of TV and everything you want in an episode of sci-fi. I think that makes it a great episode of Firefly. And that means I'm going to give it nine out of 10. Let's try this again, Kylie. What's your rating out of 10 for this week's episode? So <laughs> I think I'm going to do um, a 9 out of 10 um, as well, just because the episode was a lot of fun. It was funny. It was interesting. Um, you know, there was things in the episode that you're like, oh, my gosh, it was so shocking. And I, I didn't see that coming. Um, so... Not that the last episode was bad by any means. I thought it was a great episode. This one was just a lot of fun throughout the whole thing. Every every single moment, every minute, you were something was happening, something was different, and you were engaged and engaged. Lots of laughs and lots of you know looking at Josh and being like, "Oh my God, we got to write that for the notes," you <laughs> well, know. I'm over like, there like feverishly <laughs> writing notes, and she's like, "Are you watching? Are you paying like, attention?" Yes. <laughs> Yeah, I swear. Well, and he's writing the notes, That's right? Excellent. And just like in the last episode, I was right. like, Anara is pissed. You missed the two seconds of <laughs> her face all mad. <laughs> yep. Come so, back, Josh. Come back. It was good. It was great. That's great. <laughs> well, uh, Josh. I'm going to give it an 8.5. I really liked this episode for pretty much all the things that you had said, Jesse. It was very good. Western, which... I watched a Western yesterday called The Kid, which I really, really enjoyed. Um, and it just reminded me how much I like Westerns in general. So I think the opening of this episode gave me that, that feel, you know. I was already kind of in the Western mode. And I was like, oh, oh yes, here we go, the Firefly Trail. Let's do this. <laughs> and then uh, getting later on in the episode, you know, you see the real sci-fi aspect with the big electric gate in space which by the way would electricity actually do that in space well um <clears throat> sorry they had mentioned a lot of electromagnetic disturbance right okay. so okay. 
just based on what I know, I'm going to assume that they were using some sort of annular confinement beam to keep the electromagnetic interference locked into that circle and that, so that they could target where they wanted that effect to happen. Yeah, I think I it's more that fire that has a poor effect in space because it has no oxygen, Right, because, yeah, right. no oxygen. Right, no Electricity oxygen. Yeah. is but built off are, of different Now that I think about properties. it, there are storms in space, electrical storms Totally. Space, Ice so storms. Right, yeah. yeah. Ion storms. I'm pretty yeah. sure there's, like, metal storms, too. Like, yeah. there's some pretty crazy shit going on. Yeah. Space, <laughs> in general, just a not weird. a pleasant area. So, yeah. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. But, yeah, as far as, like, the episode yeah. in a whole, it had everything, man. It had, you know, Poison Ivy from Batman. It had... Awesome. Was that really her, the actress? No, no. Okay, it just no. kind of looked <laughs> no. like her because no, she had red hair and she just does kind of look and like was Uma. Super pale. Okay, yeah. and she yeah. does look like Uma. Just right, a, right. a little bit, yeah. I actually had that in my notes um, that she looked a lot like Uma, so I thought that was kind of cool. Hey, that's, that's um, not a bad thing. Yeah, but the, I mean, I yeah. laughed a lot in this episode. It just had, like Kylie was saying, there were a lot of surprises. Like it was, it was all around a good show uh, or a good episode. A lot better than last week's episode for sure, um, and I and I wonder if that I wonder if that was one of the reasons why this was aired third, because it was one of the better episodes and it did kind of like draw you into the characters mm. and stuff. Like, is this something that to br- the I think you'd be. I appreciate where you're coming from, but I think it might be giving too much credit to the executives to be like, no, they definitely realized they screwed up and then went, well, what's the best way to salvage this? I don't think that happened. I think they were just like, yeah, yeah. do that one next. Do that one next. Like I, And it may have turned out to be lucky that they got such a great episode up front, but I I don't know. I mean, that's that's a good question, and I don't have the it answer It just kind of makes it. me wonder like, why um, why they would do that. You know, Why, why do you pick this one third? Because usually the third or fourth episode is the one that starts getting the ball rolling, you know? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So uh, I guess that leads us to Ricky D. Ricky D, how shiny is this episode for ye? I'm going to go 8.5 as well. Uh, when you, when I think about this episode, it feels like it might be a little bit lacking. There's no train job. There's no, They're not infiltrating a ship full of reavers. There's, There's no, no river or doctor, really. Yeah, river true, never shows true. up. And does anything crazy, so it's kind of like what happens in this episode. But at the same time, we were laughing so hard, and there's so much good stuff crammed into this episode that I have to really think and wonder what's missing. And it's just I you don't really you aren't left with that feeling of what's missing because you're enjoying everything that's already there. Yeah, so I'm going eight. I think the only thing that's missing for me would be this. Uh, story points because and that's only knowing that this shit's gonna end really soon that Mm. it's gonna be over i'd say there's no i'd say there's no like major forward moving plot points but there's a ton of backstory well that's that's what i mean is forward plot points as far as river's story and the doctor's story but the only reason that that the only reason that that makes me a little upset is because it ends if i was watching this back then it would have been completely different because you so know, you don't this know actually that it's brings end, up but. this brings up a good point, Josh. Um, Shepherd Susie was messaging me, and she was saying, "Try to get Josh and try to get Josh in particular to not worry about uh, his ratings, right? Like, don't worry about is your rating um, higher or lower based on 
how you think the series will play out or like, you know, how you would feel about it knowing that it's going to end because yeah. you still have more information than an average fan would back in the day. So, and I'm not saying that you're doing it wrong. And I know Susie isn't saying you're doing no, it wrong. I, I just, look at it from all angles too. I'm looking at it from right. watching it as a first time viewer, not knowing anything else. Right. Also watching it as a viewer that knows there's going to be an end, you know, it's, Right. I think she just doesn't want you to feel pressure. Oh, God, right? no. She uh -uh. wants you to be able to enjoy the show for what it is and stuff. So um, that puts us at an 8.75 average out of 10 for this episode, <laughs> um, which is pretty the good. Math, I was good. I, I posted the – I posted – thank you. I posted the average um, – we had a graphic on the Instagram feed, which is at Sudden But Inevitable Podcast, that gave you all of the average ratings for our first five episodes. And this is our sixth episode. So uh, we won't, would not have the average on that graphic, but I just gave it to you right there. 8.75 out of 10 is how shiny this episode is. And that makes it Ricky's favorite episode ever, I'm assuming, right? <laughs> this is my favorite episode ever. Always. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, Couple couple things before we get going, you guys. Um, so normally right here we do the sudden but inevitable shout out, and we are going to do that, but I just have a quick little preamble right here. Um, we are 12 followers away from 100 followers on Twitter. Noise. And I know that for other podcasters and you know people on Twitter and stuff out there, um, 100 isn't really a lot, right? It's not a huge number, but it's it's... It's huge to us because we started this from scratch. We started this at zero followers ago. on Twitter and zero listeners. Well, you know, maybe maybe some of our listeners from TMA came with, but we didn't have Twitter before this show. So this is all new to us. And we're 12 followers away from 100. So if you know somebody that likes Firefly or really, honestly, even if you know somebody that hates Firefly, go tell them to follow us because we need to get our signal boosted. And I just thank you so, so much to everybody, including those of you that are here live in the chat. Thank you guys so much for all the love and support you've been giving us on social media. Let's get to 100. I know we can do it. I'm very excited. On that same sort of note, we are 26 followers away from 100 on Instagram, and I can't tell you how cool it has been to connect with other podcasters there. Um, I'm seeing a lot of crazy talented brown coats, a lot of um, artists, people illustrating a lot of stuff, lots of music. The brown coat community is full of amazing artists, and it's just Instagram is a really cool place to see that stuff because you get a little different kind of crowd there than you do on Twitter. So big thank you to all of our Insta friends and stuff like that. Um, on that note, we are going to add one follower to the Shepherds of Shine this week, and that is Pop Deluck on Instagram. Pop Deluck is one of those supporters that will share our story to his short story. He'll, you know, like and tag posts, all that kind of stuff. And he's just he's on it man every time i post something there's the like there's the view there's the post and it's just i really appreciate that so much pop deluxe so thank you very very much for all the love and support you are now a shepherd of shine you are a shepherd pop because that's easier to say so thank you for joining <laughs> us shepherd pop and now for your regularly scheduled sudden but inevitable shout out this week on twitter and instagram we have the bed wed and behead podcast now, the Bed, Wed, and Behead podcast is hosted by two ladies who basically go through fictional properties, and they take three characters. So, for example, from Firefly, they would take Mal, Inara, and Zoe, right? And then they, between those three characters, choose who would we bed, 
who would we wed and who would we behead? Oh, I love it. It's a very similar game. A lot of people have played that kind of a thing. Um, very fun podcast. I've listened to a few of their episodes, uh, particularly their Firefly episode, and they have a ton of fun. You can tell that they're actual real-life friends, and <coughs> that just makes it really enjoyable to listen to them. So check out Bedwed Behead Podcast wherever you check out podcasts. Also check them out on Twitter and Instagram. Next up on Twitter, we have the California Browncoats, which is, uh, I assume, just a you know an account that was designed to keep all of the browncoats in California up to date on all of the um, Can't Stop the Signal events and all the browncoat ball events, things like that. And California Browncoats has been liking, retweeting, and listening to our episodes. So I just I wanted to point out that I really appreciate that, California Browncoats, on Twitter. Thank you very much. And of course... We could not end this shout out without saying thank you to Gwen Marie Y on Twitter, who educated us all about murder on the Orient Express. <laughs> that's, um, that's it for the Sudden But Inevitable shout out. Now, the Sudden But Inevitable rewatch is part of the Twist My Arm Network. Josh, as head of the Twist My Arm Network, is there like some way I can find out what's going on? On the network with all the other shows this week? Like, what do Absolutely. I as a listener have to do? You know, Jesse, that's a great question. And I would like to inform you on all of the wonderful places you can find the Twist My Arm podcast. Honestly, it's super easy. Go to www.twistmyarmpodcast.com. And pretty much everything we have is going to be central right there. Um, it has all of the episodes of new shows that we've got coming out. There's actually a new featured tab for the Sudden But Inevitable rewatch. Something we're going to be doing with the podcast or with the website over the next few weeks, month or two, adding a new page for each different show. So then when you go to twistmyarmpodcast.com, you can actually go to each personal page and contact them directly through there or watch the latest video or see the latest episode, whichever one it is. Um, other than that, we have the Marvel Cinematic Monday podcast that just came out this last Wednesday. Um, it was issue number three, where we break down the difference between Captain Marvel, Miss Marvel, Blue Marvel, uh, Marvel, Marvel, and Marvel yeah. Girl. Yeah, there was a bunch of different Marvels, so we talk talk about <laughs> that. But um, then we had, like I said earlier in the show, we had Caitlin on. Ricky and I interviewed Caitlin from Shatter Foco. Uh, talked about rage rooms and the benefits that they have in this uh, pandemic <laughs> wasted world, basically. <laughs> um, yeah. I This weekend, I have the first basement sessions coming out. It was supposed to come out today, but there were a couple little technical difficulties. Um, so I'm going to have that out by this weekend. It is the first show, so I feel like there's a little bit of leeway there. Uh, but we have an artist from Denver here. His name is Pike, and he's really fun. He was a really cool dude, um, great interview, great music, um, and I can't wait for everyone to hear that. So that's going to be – you'll be Pike able to – Captain Pike. You'll be able to find uh, all of that information again on the twistmyronpodcast.com. Also, any of these shows that I've talked about, you can just search for in iTunes, in Spotify, and anything. You can search for Sudden But Inevitable, search for Marvel Cinematic Monday, search for Best Flicks with Best Ricky Flicks D. with Ricky D. Sir, any of those things, just put it in your search bar, and it's got its own show. So it's very cool. <sighs> it was a little sporadic at first. Everything was a little, you know, we're trying to piece everything together, but 
right now um, the network has has come together, and I'm very very happy with how things are. Excellent. So it's big thanks to you guys as well, Jesse and Ricky. So I know you happy guys like to, to give it. out all of your thanks to everyone, and I thank all the listeners too. But goddamn, Jesse and Ricky, thank you guys for <laughs> all the work that you have done on this network. I can't tell you enough how much I appreciate it. Um, it's it's wonderful. Best so, part of the week. Yeah, it's been great. Well, Josh and I have known each other since <clears throat> the first day of first grade, and uh, I'll I'll leave it at that because I don't want to get too emotional at the end of this podcast. <laughs> uh, I love you, Josh. Thank you, and you're welcome. You too. Um, so, Roy Thompson in the chat. Thank you for the two follows. I appreciate that. Ricky D from Best Flicks with Ricky D. Is there a new episode of Best Flicks with Ricky D coming out this week? Yes, there is. Uh, last week I did. Judas and the Black Messiah. That was a really good movie, and the episode is already up. And then just last night, I got together with a old college friend of mine, Ryan. He's been on another episode of Best Flicks with Ricky D. Uh, he is also known as Alva Fox on Instagram. He does some really cool art, and if you're watching live, you can see some of his art right behind me. That's Zoe, oh, cool. my dog, and Dwight Schrute. Nice. Uh, and we talked about I think you should leave, which is a Tim Robinson uh, Tim Robinson show on Netflix. Uh, it's kind of a weird, really funny show. It's like if everybody on SNL was doing mushrooms. It's that kind of sketch show. <laughs> okay. So it's either you love it or you hate it. But I definitely recommend everybody give the first episode a shot and see which camp they fall into, if they love it or if they hate it. Very cool. I can dig it. I, I've been listening to Best Flicks with Ricky D, and i got to tell you, I actually I think it's really cool to have known you as a guest from Quest Me and yeah. then to hear your brand-new show featuring you just start from scratch. Like, I, I know that I'm not, like, your pod parent or anything, but, like, it feels like Josh and I have this pod son together. It's like, yeah. look, he just he took everything and he ran. He's doing it, man. And like Josh was saying earlier, don't you disagree. are crushing this. Like we <laughs> we we are we are loving everything that we got going on. So um Thank you. Before we before we just we we love you. We love all of you. We love all of you listening. We love all of you watching. I love all three of you on the screen. Um before we just continue to ramble forever, if you want, you can give us a hat made out of a tree on Twitter at SuddenButt. You can dress Vera up, take her someplace nice on Instagram, at Sudden But Inevitable Podcast. Retreat to the cozy, sexy assassin cabin that is our Facebook page at facebook.com slash twistmyarmpodcast to join us each Friday as we discuss the show. Or, as Josh mentioned, you can head to twistmyarmpodcast.com slash SBI to get everything all in one place. Josh, hit that music. The Ballad of Inevitability is performed by Mark Cohen and a choir of rebellious angels, and that makes him mighty. The Sudden But Inevitable Rewatch is a Twist My Arm podcast. As always, I am your captain, Jesse. This is Ricky. I'm Kylie. And I'm Josh. Take us out of the world, Josh. <laughs>